Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fab Four Free-For-All. And welcome to part two, du, part of two, uh, part Monsieur the Du. Charlie Chaplin fans will get it. Uh, this is part two of 1972. Uh, the first part was uh, really eye-opening. We liked it. Uh, yeah, well, we, yeah, we were talking we about you after the first part. It was really good. We liked yeah, it. Yeah, we hope you liked it. Yeah. And um, we hope you're actually looking forward to this part because there's a lot still to go. There's still we, more going on. Yeah. When we last left our heroes, we were Paul having McCartney. Nixon. We had, Nixon was <laughs> singing Richard Mary Nixon Had a Little Lamb. We're singing Mary Had a Little Lamb wah, for 18 wah. minutes and 20 seconds. Right. Yeah. And Rosemary Wood was not <laughs> cut, cutting this off the table. We now rejoin the members of Congress <laughs> already in progress. About to, sorry. Yes. Now about to deport John Lennon. <laughs> and John Lennon somewhere is going, oh, yeah, I can do that. Uh, yeah, really. I could write a nursery rhyme. <laughs> yeah. Why did I sound like, I sounded like George. That was <laughs> yeah, the did. wrong beetle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, after a while, they all just. No, uh, they don't. And Ringo was, you, you, know, mean, you mean, I don't you mean know. Angela wasn't a, based on a nursery rhyme? <laughs> 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 Little Miss Muffet sat on a turf <laughs> eating your goods and waiting. Wouldn't that have been insane if Lennon had come out had with. Counteracted with, with, with Miss Miss Muffet. Little Miss Muffet. <laughs> and then Move they over, Miss Muffet. <laughs> 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 well, what would have been great would have been when Lennon did it, they would have banned it just because they would have figured <laughs> out a reason. Well, by saying Muffet, he must be meaning... <laughs> he talking about, you know, he's hey, talking uh, about her Muffet. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Keith Moon would have covered it first. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, let's get back into it. We're, we're now up to June. By the way, I'm Mitch Axelrod, in case oh, yeah. you didn't notice. Right. Uh, we said that already, and Tony... I'm and, Rob Leonard. And he is... Uh, I'm Tony Chiguardo. Yeah, and... Uh, uh, would you, one quick thing in May that you left out, and this was... And sure. I'm sure nothing happened, but... Um, <laughs> then Ringo, why bring it up? <laughs> no, but I'm just... The joke is... <laughs> nothing happened. No, Ringo and Mark Boland went on vacation in the south of France together. <laughs> So, they? Wanted, well, they were born yes, they to did. boogie. They were born to boogie. Yeah. Wait, so so they how went come, out wait, wait, wait. <clears throat> so how come, you know, Mark Boland and Ringo, no one ever... Shouldn't have been Mark Boland and Elton John. <laughs> well, no one ever says, you know, he got into uh, Ringo's octopus's garden. <laughs> but, you know, but John and, and, and Brian, come on. <laughs> well, it was a little different. Well, maybe. Little different. <laughs> Everyone knew, but they didn't talk about it, that Brian was a homosexual. Right, but Mark right. Boland wasn't bi? I'm sure Mark was try. He'd probably try <laughs> anything <laughs> once. Yeah. But but um, Ringo was like, no, 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 no. I don't. Well, oh, that's did. a song. Yeah, well, he had, I'll get Hoyt X to write out, that. Had Mark put out the slider yet? Sorry. Oh, come on. Sorry. I don't know if he put in the slider or out in the slider. Out the slider. Out the slider. Anyway. This is not the way I wanted this to start. No, definitely not. But you brought it up. I'd, well, maybe well, Mark Bowen brought, brought it up. <laughs> anyway. Um, on a more serious note, oh, John Lennon now, uh, he's, he's been plugging this album <laughs> since January, Amazing. and now the album comes out sometime in New York City. We've alluded In the to U.S. It. In the U.S. And, we, and that's why I said in the first episode, I, I should make that correction, I said it didn't come out till September, yeah. but it was September in the U.K. It comes out in June here. Because it didn't have the, the impact on the U.K. Well, it didn't have the... Relevance at all. In That's the what UK. I mean. I don't mean impact. I no, meant relevance. No, but yeah, it had like no relevance. It's called at sometime all. in New York City, right? And every any time you do that to an album, unless it's about birds singing and statues, you know, statuing right. and you know. But I mean, unless right. it's really more general, it's not going to have the relevance anywhere else. You know, unless people, Definitely like I said, not. unless, you know, we were strolling down Central Park and it was beautiful. And yeah. That's different. Yeah. But uh, but this is really political. But we might want to add, too, one of the hang-ups for the record. It wasn't just the musical situation, but, you know, you were looking at an album cover with a naked Richard Nixon and dancing. Chairman Mao yeah, dancing together. Yeah. So I think that they were probably scratching their heads yeah. and going, oh, hell, we've already done the well, brown was, bag thing. We can't, you yeah, know. You know, some, some of them had stickers over them. Yes. You know, I've seen them in, in different places. I'm like, yeah. where did that sticker come? I don't remember. Because now it's there. All well, the time. when you get the president's <laughs> bare tuchus on the album cover, you <laughs> stick a sticker over that, well, that was not a, his tuchus. No, that, I yeah, know. That, that was a Yoko very idea. early Photoshop. That's a Photoshop, yeah. Because yeah. she, yeah. she well, brings it up in a song. Yeah, where, you, where, chair, where there may not be much difference between Chairman Mao and Richard Nixon right, if right. we strip them naked. That's the right. line in We're All Water. Right. So it directly relates to the lyric. Uh, it's in just the song. A, a, you know, for John and Yoko. Maybe it's expected, but it's a, a 
career killer at the moment. It really is. Oh, totally. It's it's a it's putting the brakes on on any everything. momentum they had with yep. Imagine. Yeah. I mean, they put out Imagine. And well, John put out "Imagine" based on Yoko's lyrics in Grapefruit, and there's she should have got co-writing. Yeah, well, yeah, but which but, John admittedly. Yeah. But imagine one of the most beautiful and poignant songs ever, ever. I mean, forget about you know okay. that time. Didn't go. Uh, to, didn't go to number one. Though. It went number one later. Later, yeah. yeah. But it didn't go to number one. Not in the, the not in the U.S. I no. mean, in the went, U.K. wasn't released as a single right, until seventy five. Right, and then again, it was after he died, yeah, and, yeah. And, and then again in like eighty four or whatever. It's, it's I mean, been released several. It's times. been released several times, but still a very poignant song, no matter what. Well, not just that, but a a, a well a, a decent selling record. Yes, not huge. No, nope. it was no all things must pass. No, it was no, 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 no. Um, not much was right. Uh, but um, McCartney wasn't all things must no, pass. But it was. But unlike the McCartney records. The two Lennon records were critically lauded. You know, Lennon, Plastic Ono Band, and Imagine were both critically acclaimed. Yes. As opposed to McCartney, who wasn't even couldn't even get that together. No. And now you but put he this sold thing because out. He's Paul. I think the rock press had a really, really difficult time with this record. Well, what do you do with it? And at some point, obviously, we're going to do a show yeah. on this record. We've yet to do one. Because we don't know what to do with we it. We don't know honestly. what to do with it. I mean, I have a special place in my heart for the record, in a way. I didn't own um, it for years. Because I found it intriguing, and I, I do have to admit that as a young person discovering that record, it did make me go back. I didn't know what, what Bloody Sunday was. So I did go back and learn a little bit of history. But did you do that with Give Island Back to the Irish? No. Why not? Same thing, same know. subject. I No, you know why? Honestly, I just realized why. Because I, I heard that first. Okay. Honestly, that's really, All that right. is really it. I did hear that first. Uh, but the cover is off-putting. Well, uh, it's, it, a it's a newspaper. newspaper. Well, that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah, but also, it's confusing. It, it John and Yoko. first John and Yoko album. Taking away oh, two yeah. virgins <laughs> or Life with the Lions. Or the wedding album. This first is major release. This is on John and Yoko wow. together. You know, a Plastic Ono Band could have been a combo album. Well, it was two separate albums. Right, but huh? they could have made it, you know, here's some Yoko songs. Here's, you know, why is, to me, just as, you know, freeing for listening for John as guitar player oh, than yeah. anything I've ever heard him play. Oh, yeah. But if let's say they had done that. They had, It was a John and Yoko Plastic Ono Band, whether it's two albums, I don't know. Uh, but then Fly and Imagine... But this is the first time it's John and Yoko as a combo player as one album. But isn't so, it interesting? So people who might not have, you know, might have bought John's album, but then they hear Yoko and they, you know, they're not used to hearing Yoko because her records didn't sell. Let's, you know, we know that. Yeah. But this yeah. is the first time she's getting included with John as a thought of as a musician, as a writer, as a singer. So this is something I think that was part of the rejection of this album. I fully uh, agree with you. Yeah. I fully agree. But it's well, the world didn't know funny? what to do with her, right? And, and especially in 1972. Now, now everyone loves her. But isn't it strange well, too the most part. that if you think about it from purely like a, a, you know, we're talking about George Harrison and the double albums and the triple right. albums and whatnot. Stop to think for a moment that Yoko Fly is a double album. Right. Imagines a single. Right. Yoko shares this album with him. Right. Then John puts out Imagine right after Approximately Infinite Universe, which again is a double. So Yoko is just is she just put out a lot of Unfortunately, no one's listening out. at that point. No one's listening at that point. No, but I'm now just saying are. it's very intriguing that John's all over the Yoko records. Yeah. So John was keeping even more busy in a sense from a musical standpoint. Again, we're in 72, so it's kind of, now it's John. It's right. John's turn. But 71 and late 72 into 73, it was all about Yoko. Yeah, but she I, was, I do, I, she I was do, on a roll. I do agree with you. It's very interesting. Again, if this wasn't a John and Yoko album, I don't think it gets any better reviewed because Sisters Are Sisters is better than half the stuff on the album. You know? I agree. Uh, but, um, I agree with you. Again, all the other John and Yoko, Life with the Lions, they're not on Apple. But they're also not music, though, too, Mitch. Don't I, I know, but they're also not on the major label. Right. They didn't have the distribution. Right. So now you're talking about this album, and it is John and Yoko. Now, two things kill the album. It's too political for John. He's never done something like this, and now he does, and it's just not good. 
I mean, you know, some of it's okay, but it's just not what people wanted to hear. I, I, and also, Yoko is part of it, and I don't think people knew what to do with Yoko right and now. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if you guys remember this or know this, but this is a, quote, specially priced two-record set, right? Yeah. Which at least, because the other thing, too, is, you know, this is a double album, and similarly to the third album in All, All Things, Things Must Pass... pass there were people who just thought of that second record as a complete throwaway. It's not. There's a killer, uh, you know, well, you know, I love you, baby, please don't go yes, on there. Yes, but, but it, did you is know it that, worth the album? Did, yeah, that's the thing. Did you know the, the live jam album when they were, um, Capital was suing the Beatles or Beatles was suing Capital? The, the second jam album was like a big thing about, well, it's a free record, so you shouldn't count it. It's really a one-record set, not a two-record set. So wow. they were trying to say, well, you didn't sell enough because that was a free record. And there was a bunch of things that involved this record. And I remember reading, like, that was, that's pretty weird. But not for anything, but this record didn't sell enough in numbers to make a hell of a difference right, on either right. side, right, really. Right. Did it go gold? No. I don't know. No, I, I. No, I don't we think can, it did. We can, but I, I want to safely say that no, this record I, I, didn't it did go not. gold. Well, the thing I do love about it, I love the cover. Yeah, I think it's a very... I love know, the cover, too. It, and actually, fun. it works a lot better if you have the LP, because it's much easier yeah, to read. Yeah, of course. And, and, and it and really it looks like sense. a folded newspaper. Right. If you actually look at some of the songs, they're not bad, but this might have made a better EP than a, an album. Correct. I agree. And, and I think the live jam, even though there's some good stuff on it, I really think took away from what they were trying to do. It almost was like John was afraid for the the first LP to stand on its own. So he said, let's throw the stuff we were going to put out anyway and put it on this. Well, I don't we know. Said you that, think we those said songs that about were, Back to the Egg. But do you think those songs were left over from Imagine? Oh, no, no, no not from Imagine, but the, the Live Jam album. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I know what you mean. The Live okay, Jam album was, he put, well, almost put it out a couple right. of years earlier or a year earlier. Yeah. And we yeah, did yeah, say yeah, that yeah. about right, Back right. to the Egg. We said, well, Paul was being, you know, all punky and stuff. And then he said, well, I feel a little guilty, so I got to put, like, Baby's Request and an arrow through me. Same thing with this. Maybe John did feel a little guilty doing one album of political stuff. Uh, just a couple of quickie reviews here. I love this. Tony Tyler sent an open letter to John. Well, t you have to tell people who Tony Tyler was. Oh, t Tony Tyler was the co-author of the book The Beatles Illustrated Record. In 75. In 1975, which has some great, with great lines with Roy Carr. But um, he, he reviewed the album in the form of an open letter titled, Lenin, You're a Pathetic Aging Revolutionary. <laughs> That's, that's pretty tough. Yeah, I mean, Stephen Holden, who wrote for the New York Times, but this in Rolling Stone, said that um, the Lennons should be commended for their daring, but the album is incipient artistic suicide. But <laughs> Except for said. John Sinclair, the songs are awful. See, I disagree with that. I love this. They're a little more than sappy nursery rhymes. That's oh. funny. Oh. Talk about a humorous turnaround for well, Paul writing on. Especially I love Mary Had a Little Lamb. Yeah. I love the song New York City. Sometimes you wish it wasn't so specific about John and Yoko because it's, it's a great song. If you great, change the lyrics and made it a little more general, yep. so muddy. It is so yes. friggin' muddy. Yeah, and but that's such a great. Anyone who's ever been in New York City, we're all New York. It is, but and you it know what? Though, actually cool. been a single. You, you, when you what, hear the when outtakes, I, the outtakes are nice and clean. Yeah, and they cook. But you know, I love New York City because you know the, that whole sec. Sometimes you walk around New York City and you just hear that in the back. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. But, they yeah. came past New York. Yeah, it could have been a single. Absolutely. Yes. Abs but could it have with the whole Yoko no. standing on the corner, me and Yoko Ono? Well, well, yeah, because you know what? He, they put out the ballad of John and Yoko. Oh, yeah, good point. It went to number one. Good point. You're right. But it was the Beatles who put it out. Right, yeah, but, right, but also... Even though it was only John and Paul, but, no one know, knew that. Woman is right. the Nigger of the World was released first as a single with Sisters of Sisters. Did so, that kill the album to begin with because of the well, word nigger? And again, it, I'm not But that's that. why a song like New York City, which is a great rocker... And, and it's positive. Right, it's, it's a positive that song. That might have been the better single. So that oh, might have... Yeah. And oh. then put that out because, you know what, at least now you've got the vibe of, of something positive and now we're going to be serious. And But again, it doesn't take away that the album still sucks in and, general. And, and luck of the Irish, uh, I'm not sure how that play on Top 40, but it's a, it that's a good song. No, it wouldn't. Adult it's, contemporary. But no, but, no, but it, it, might have, it might have gotten FM play. Yeah. Here's the reality. Rob, you and I, and you know too... But we know how FM radio worked at the time. Yep. And I remember, you know, I never spoke to Pete specifically about Pete this Pete Fornatel about this album. 
but Pete used to say, if a major artist turned in a really, really weak record, weak album, it made it that much harder to dig for the gold, yeah. to look for the strong track that was hiding yeah, among What are you going to play on this? What do you, even if FM would have played Luck of the Irish or John Sinclair, which John Sinclair's a rocking little funky tune. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all right. the dobro playing. The, it's a that's a funky little record. But by that point, it is already kind of old it's because dead. yeah, he was out already. When did already yeah. No Sunshine come out? I don't know. Oh, the got to got to got to got. To. Wow, that's really funny. I don't know. I think it was right, know, around, right, the right around the same time. Also, the other thing yeah. I think that wow. really hurt this record. Never thought of that. I that's never, that's weird. That's, that's a good point. Wow. Another thing I think hurt this record. Imagine came out September 9th, nineteen seventy one, or September seventy one. This comes out in. June of 72. We're yeah. talking nine, nine, like, months. nine months. That's pretty damn close. And it's maybe, I mean, maybe that's part of the reason why they held it. Maybe they thought the Imagine album still had legs, so they were holding it back intentionally. What were they gonna- Here's a great, uh-huh. a great quick note, too. Uncut Magazine has classified it as one of the top five contenders for the worst LP ever released by a major musical artist. Guess what? I would agree. I I don't know about top five. I don't know. Ever. I, I think Elton John's "Victim of Love" is one, <laughs> two, three, and four. So that only leaves room for new. one more record. And well, there. there's so, got to uh, be a Paul record. Yeah. Isn't there a Roger Daltrey album you can throw in there? <laughs> oh, Daltrey. Oh, Daltrey. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. Oh, what was the other words. one? What was his horrible album? He didn't really have a horrible uh, one. Under a Raging Moon? Under a Raging Moon is a great album. Oh, that's really a good album. I, 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 yeah, Parting Should Be Painless is pretty bad. But then but again, anyway. you know, so was Wild I think this album yeah, would have been yeah, accepted better if it was one LP record of just the 10 songs. I don't know. I, 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 think, I, I think Again, a weak album if, is a weak and album. Again, but the LP, we'll, the save second, we'll save it, but the second LP is where, let's say you start with the first, you say, oh, okay, that's like, okay. But then the second album... Yeah. Is kind yeah. of disappointing, and yeah. for the most part, yeah. what it is. Well, you also yeah. Live with Frank Zappa, recorded in, you know. Yeah. But it's also the idea, you know, you brought up a good point, Mitch. What if it had just been a Lennon record? But the question is, interestingly enough, he he had no songs. I mean, really, he, he could have taken away disc two, put on Well, Baby, Please Don't Go Live as one of the tracks. Mm. And what would that have left you having to do? Take out two more Yoko tracks? But honestly, you know, it wouldn't but, have fit. It wouldn't have fit, and and I still don't know how well it would have done. It would have just it's, been. It's you know what I think. Rob's right. They, if he would have put out an EP and said, "Here's my political, here's EP, my political stuff," yeah. fine. No, <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't call it John Lennon's political no, EP. No, no, I don't. I don't <laughs> think you'd do that. But I think as a one LP, I think EP extra politics. It, I think it would be a, a better understood record. Maybe is a, is the term I'm looking for because I really think the second LP. Is, and nowadays, it's looked at as bonus track material. Yeah, so nowadays, it, I, it's, yeah. I, but I even think back then, because realistically speaking, you were paying for a single album. No, well, it was actually a dollar more, I think. Was it a dollar more? Yeah, it was so, special yeah. price. So it, was it was special price. price. So it wasn't, yeah. right. it wasn't $12.95, it was six ninety eight. It's right. the only right. solo Beatle album that is specifically of its time, that is yeah. dated unbelievably because of... The specificity of what the content is. I know that sounded really like, you know, oh, George Harrison's distinguished like. But no, but I'm, I'm not kidding. I, there's no other Beatle album that has done that, or solo Beatle album that has done that to itself. And yeah, you're right. And right. if he had put on Power to the People, that's not what they did back then, but nowadays they would have dragged that single in. I think that might have helped this. I agree. If that was the lead-off track. And, and you know what else? You know, because then all of a sudden, first of all, that was a, not a major hit, but it was a hit. When was Happy Christmas recorded? In Late 71, 71, I believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So can put you imagine put put Power to the People and happy, have the album close with Happy Christmas? Something positive? Yep. Yep. I mean, ooh, well, wow. that's on the, that a game changer. Uh, that on it's a bonus racist. track. Yeah, it's yeah. a bonus track. So. Anyway, it came out in June. I'm not, I don't know about Happy Christmas. I just don't know. Well, yeah, good point. Yeah. I mean, it came out and as a so single around is Christmas. It's going to be Christmas in another in six, six months. months. Anyway, and right. what have I done? So this was Christmas. <laughs> and this album sucks. So anyway, um, so and to be fair, John does disown this album pretty much. Yeah, but I think that in 1980, he might have been still scared a little bit of. You know, he's on a comeback. He's trying to impress everyone. Yeah, he doesn't want people to remember this album. Yes. Well, that might be Don't worry, Mr. Reagan. I've forgotten all about that one. You're never yeah. going to do that again. Well, Jimmy Carter was the president still. So that's True. But, but you're yeah, right. Come Reagan on. was waiting. Yeah. Reagan and waiting. Yeah. Reagan and waiting. So now we get to July, and Mr. McCartney now takes his wings and flies a little bit. He goes on a tour. Sorry. 
Sounds like a Batman. It. it was sort of a Batman thing. So I'm now Batman. He, he takes on a tour. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Uh, he goes on a European tour of colleges. 25 concerts this time. Yeah, through August. This is also small theaters, don't forget. Uh, right. This and is he, not just takes, a concert. Right, and this it is takes now him small theaters. Through August. And this was a little bit more of a hang-up for him because now we're looking at paying audience. Yeah. And but he this, does more commercial stuff. Uh, it's also com- not college kids who are probably more accepting. Right. It's it's the Paul it's, McCarty. You know, he's because one thing with the college crowd is to I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're not really are you getting first generation Beatles fans early in the college crowd in seventy two? Mm, let's see. Seventy two, you're eighteen, 18 years old? Yeah. Fifty four? Maybe. Maybe probably. All right. So you're getting them a little no, bit. No, you are. All right. And yeah. and that was I mean, that's a problem. Paul's not doing the wing right. over America thing. So, you know Long Tall Sally's the closest he's coming. But now here's to me, this is like and this is something I've always wanted to do a whole show on, is like projects that they totally dropped the ball on. Like projects that the beat like one of the Beatles went is a great idea and and then it just went but this is the they begin the filming of the Bruce McMouse show yeah during yeah. this tour and this is like what a freak show this is this is this was an animated thing that they were doing and when we interviewed Denny Sywell he talks about like having to have segments where he was film talking to the yeah. non-existent animated mouse Bruce McMouse, and this was about the mice who lived under the stage during Wings' performances. Yeah. I guess they traveled in the bus with them, too. And they, I wonder if Char, uh, Paul charged them. Yeah. He probably did. I mean, <laughs> this is crappy Paul, seats. Totally. On, but you know what? I mean, I've got to admit, it's cute. I think it's, it's cute. It's a cute premise. But, but so the, Never surfaces. So, but this is what was fun. I didn't realize this. It's Bruce, his wife, Yvonne... Which Paul wrote and a song and about. his children, his mouse children, Soily, Swoony, and Swap. Mm. Jeez. Yeah. So you got two. Well, Soily was in seventy. Soily was no seventy two. Yeah, right? right. Didn't he write Soily in seventy two? Yeah. Minus all this. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, so you got Soily and and Yvonne, and he would eventually write right. a song, song called Yvonne it. too, and yeah. both unreleased. <laughs> both unreleased, yeah, pretty bizarre. Well, but but was, think about that type of movie. You know, uh, the song remains the same. Is not the most coherent movie in the world either. No, as a live show, and no. that might have been part of the times too. You know, having something weird with animation and. Song remains the same. This fantasy and weird. Paul's always been into animation, though. But yes, he's always been animation. No, and even Ringo scouts the mouse, and and so you know this never surfaces, though. No, and it still has still not to this day. It's in the underground anywhere. There has been. There was some filming on it. Yes. Oh, yeah. There was filming on it, and there was, like I said, the idea. Yeah, of but I don't think it's asking the band members to, you know, to, could you to interact? Could you interact with this shoe, and then we'll make it. <laughs> we'll a, make, we'll it, make a it a mouse later. Mm-hmm. You know. So this is important, though, because it leads right into August, because it goes from July to August. There's no other real Beatle activity in in July. Well, the the movie for the concert for Bangladesh opens. Yes. But that movie, if you think about it, that type of superstar. You know, if you didn't see the show, here's the, all these great superstars of the era in one movie. But so. I will tell you one thing. The movie does not play well. Well, it was it was blown up to 70 millimeters. Right. Maybe it well, that was one of the yeah, reasons. It, it was yeah. grainy when you saw yep. it. We're both correct. March yeah. in, the U- in the U.S., uh, July in the U.K. Yeah. Because okay. it, when it was, I mean, I saw it in the theater. Okay. And it was incredibly grainy. Yes. I saw it, as a matter of fact, in the Balcony Theater, which is now IMAC, or which is now Paramount. Yeah. It was grainy. It was garbage, and it didn't come off well. So if oh. you're watching a grainy movie, you know, it's I as saw it in the theater the, a few times at the mini cinema. It, it was just, difficult to it watch. It was difficult to watch, right. yeah. It came off much better when it was re-released. When it, and when it was re-released, my feeling is that's it, it, was, it went from black and white to color, Correct. essentially. Okay. Yeah. The re-release of the Bangladesh film is one of my favorite Huzzah oh, for I new agree. technology. It is yeah. brilliant. It became a beautiful... It's a different movie. It's, totally it's a, different it's a different movie. event. And you could watch it. You could really, really enjoy it now yeah. for all of the... It was all grain before. You know, yeah. The cool thing about it, too, and you realize when you see the movie, is that it wasn't a spectacle. It was a bunch of good friends getting together to make some music for an important reason. And it happened to be filmed. And it happened to be right. filmed... But it wasn't a spectacle, especially when you watch the outtakes and stuff like that. No, it's all real and friendly. And it is yeah. just like they, 
they're just it's not like the there. Princess Trust where everybody gets together on purpose. Yes. And yeah. I mean, this was just yeah. put together. The, the beauty of the Bangladesh, and we've discussed this, is, is that it's just so quick. It was put together really quickly. It yeah. wasn't put together as a superstar thing. It was just a friend thing. Some friends. It was yeah, like some friends. George Harrison yeah. has these friends who just happen to be superstars. Correct. Right. And oh, right. can come play. But then there was other people there who weren't superstars. Badfinger really wasn't right. superstars, and they're playing. But they there. didn't get to play, though. Right? They they yeah. were there. Wouldn't it be fun if if like it really had gone nuts? You know, ladies and gentlemen, I want to bring to the stage now. You know, this is my uncle Phil. You know, guy <laughs> <laughs> just came out and hi. You know, played no. some spoons for five minutes. Hey. Hey. Imagine if Badfinger would have done like Come and Get It or Day After Day. Yep. I mean, Come yep. and they, Get It would be. Fantastic. They could have easily yeah. done that. Yes. All, I mean, the whole band yeah. could have done it, you know, oh, with yeah. everybody. Can you imagine Come and Get It with all of them? That was a hit yes. for them. Yes. So, I mean, there's no reason why they couldn't have. I mean, you know, he pulls Pete Ham to do Here Comes the Sun. Right. right. And so, but it's interesting, though, because it's before the two monstrous Badfinger hits. I mean, right. you had No Matter What. So they could have done a smoking version of No Matter What up there. Even if they just would have let them do Come and Come Get and It. Get it. I yeah, mean, my I God. Yeah. Uh, anyway, mm. uh, I mean, Leon Russell on that, you mentioned. <clears throat> anyway, it leads into August. And here's good old Paulie again with the wacky weed. And in August, they get busted in Sweden. Denny, oh, jo- Paulie. Denny Paul, and Linda oh, get Paul. busted for marijuana possession. No. And, and Paul, you know, the part, the, uh, the, the arrogance of Paul at that point. He was still Paul McCartney and he could do no wrong. And he comes out and he says, you know, in, in quotes to the effect of, well, the, not gonna, it'll, the publicity will do the tour good. Yeah. Are you and, kidding? And isn't that also the one where he said, well, it's not like we're going to stop smoking pot, you know, but yeah. we're going to be more careful now. Yeah, we, right. We just, Are you kidding? You just well, won't at, least find he, it. at least he was honest. I mean, think yeah, about I that. Guess. Yeah, That's but true. you know, the, the problem so is. They'll Rob, have the roadies carry it like they're yeah. supposed to. Well, yeah, we're going to have the roadies carry it yeah, from now on. Bruce McMouse will carry the weed, you know. Well, that's where Bruce McMouse came from. He might as well carry the weed because he came from the weed imagination. <laughs> yeah, but, but, in a world of weed imagination. <laughs> oh, thank you. That was 1971. Yeah. Um, That's right, it was. So, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but at Paul at some point, you know, he... he I do have to give it to Rob, though. He was well, honest. He I was, was honest. He's always been honest about his, his when, he, when he talks about marijuana or drugs. True. And, and a lot of times... He was not honest about... It's funny because a lot Tokyo. of people, right. Well, that was different. That right. was different. Why? Because he got but put in jail for ten one. days. Yes, because he got put in jail. Well, that, sorry. That was the big oh, one. so if you're not getting put in jail, I could, I could lie. Well, he, <laughs> but I think Paul and drugs. He's always been very honest. But because it's Paul, people think, oh, well, he doesn't really smoke pot. Well, yeah, he smokes a lot of pot. But if you <laughs> think about John, you know, everyone thinks he's high every minute, and a lot of times he wasn't. Yeah. So it's yeah. funny because Paul's. You if know, you listen to the two of them talk during this period, yeah. Paul usually sounds quite a bit more stoned than John does, yeah, certainly, John, in John that period. Is, John is well, very Well, Mary had a little lamb. I'm yeah. say more. Um, but anyway, that was the last show. Mary had a little lamb skin. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably not. They were still having kids Thank like you. crazy at that point. Anyway. anyway um, so now Paul's off getting arrested, and um, <laughs> and, and here Paul's we go, John and, arrested. Uh, John and Yoko, <laughs> back to doing something for the good. Yes. John and Yoko see a report by Geraldo Rivera on ABC about the abuse at the Willowbrook School in New York City, Staten Island, which is a, a home for children with mental disabilities. And he decides that he's going to use his name for good now. Instead of the politics, it's more of the helping social situations, but yeah. in a but, different but arena. But also, this is also to show you know, people that, oh, you know, he should stay in the country. He he's starting to talk at this time about how he's being followed by the FBI right. and a paranoia lot of, and, and whether it's paranoia or not we'll never know. Well, no, he I I really believe everything he said about that because I do too because the way the FBI worked at the time and the permission they had from uh, from the government they they followed him a lot. He said he'd pick up his phone and he keep clicks and they they hang up. It was Tony calling, but at the but at the same time, I only called once. You know, <laughs> you know people think he's he's paranoid or or high, but he's being very correct about how the government is treating him. But everybody so, thinks, you know, oh my God, John's thinking that the government's after him. Were they kidding? Was he kidding? Yeah, but, you know, the, right, because uh, a lot of people say, well, why would the government be after John Lennon? Well, go, go listen to a wonderful song by Arlo Guthrie called The Pause of Mr. Claus. Mm. He's got a great line where he says, you know, what is it? America's, it's not like America is the only place that 
could have the technology to go after the one guy, but America is the only place that would actually take the time to bother to go after that one guy. And they did. And he, <laughs> and he did. I think part of the reason he did the show, partly because he knew Geraldo and Geraldo presented this to him, but I think he wanted to help change his image a little bit, that he wasn't this guy who's going to be at the barricades with Jerry Rubin at the Republican National Convention in June of 72. And now he can help kids. Right. So he, you know, he does the opposite. He's going to help people. And, and I, I, would, it, yeah. I would think that it probably is, and I don't think that it's a negative thing at all, but I don't think that you can entirely take away the idea that, you know, George had just done a charity concert recently and... and had gotten so much mileage out of Bangladesh and so many, and I'm not saying that John did it to get the commercial mileage, but no. George had done something so positive. Right. right. Um, and, and here was kind of a, it was a nice, in a way, I think it was almost a nod to George, you know, to kind of say, hey, you know, George, you just did a music thing with a bunch of great people. Uh, I think it's more of what Rob was saying, but, a but, nod to but, positivity. And- but you have to remember, though, too, that it was, it, it didn't turn out the way Bangladesh did, but no. you know Stevie Wonder was also on the bill. Yeah. Right, Roberta Flack. Roberta Flack and, and Shauna and, and, well, and Melanie. And, you oh, know. yeah, well, there were definitely a lot so, of people. Yeah. You'd, but unfortunately, when you when you hear about the one-to-one show, you never think of those people. Like Bangladesh, no. you no. think of Dylan, Clapton. Well, because everyone was on the stage at the same time. I know. If they had even planned that Give Peace a Chance better yeah. and made that an all-star <laughs> ending that that actually was cohesive. Yeah, it wasn't. Well, also, everyone played together for Bangladesh, where that's not, yeah, that's yeah, right. he was you know, saying, individual no, acts and stuff. Yeah, and the yeah. problem, the problem it would have been is, nice to have you know Stevie Wonder and John Lennon. Well, you do. I mean, see, isn't Stevie on Give Peace a Chance, or had he gone home by then? No, he's on Give Peace a Chance. But I'm talking about like something else from. Yeah, sure. When you want him on Hound Dog. No, no, but I know, but he could have been on Come Together, you know, or something playing a. Playing a keyboard Instant thing. Instant karma. Instant karma, yeah, sure. Fun. Sure. You know, so uh, there's a quote I want to read that John sure. said in 72, and I want, I want to give credit. It's from The Beatles, A Dream Is Over, off the record, too, by Keith Badman. Very good book. It doesn't say where the quote is from, though. It says, um, Bangladesh is the most fantastic thing. It's fantastic, and George is virtually an ambassador in the world. He's going to go to India and Bangladesh to see where the money's going, and you know, following it through. He's taken on great responsibility, and he's doing it because he's on his own, and he found something he wants to do. I think it's fantastic. So, yeah, we don't know if it was after or before, but well, it doesn't this says, matter. This says July 27th. So, you know, we just don't know when it was, but uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, John obviously was you know knew what well George it was, was before the it was before the concert yeah. the one to one concert the one to one concert is is a different show because it's a weird grouping of people well you i don't know, think you, you know john Roberta Flack? i mean well, she was a star at the time but she was very different type of music Paul was she was no, she a neighbor yet i know yeah. she lived later on yeah yeah and i'm not so. sure also too we might want to add just to throw in we're going on john here but Quick mention, Ringo has officially now started filming in August, Son of Dracula, with, uh, with Harry. That is, is a, an incredible the two hours of your life you just well, don't just get back. I just said that sucks because Dracula. Oh, it Dracula. sucks. It's Dracula. Dracula. Oh, I thought oh, it sucks because God. the movie actually sucks. Yeah, because it really well, does that, it suck. It does in many different ways. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, it sucks. It really does suck. I mean, you know, <laughs> with Harry playing Count down, yeah, D-O-W-N-E. Well. You know, when, Ooh, commence the, the beatings now. When, when they anyway. came up with that, they must have thought it was really funny. Yeah, well, <laughs> well you, you know, know exactly. Like, they take our shows. Yeah, right. And realize later that they suck just like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, was, it was, was like... Was that an alcohol-infused... Oh, uh, totally. But no, it, it's true. That was born out of a drunken-fueled yeah. evening, weekend, whatever it was. But it's horrible. If any of you had the, I, could I say, pleasure of seeing no. it... If any of you have ever been forced to, to have watch to it. watch it, although I'll tell you, man, the segment with Jump Into the Fire is really, really Yes, hot. but the album is not good either. There Sound is no track. real album. The album Sound. only has one new song, really. The, the album only has Daybreak. Yeah. Other than that, everything on the album is pretty Which much from other George records. George and Ringo are both on. Yeah, George yeah. and Ringo are both on that. But some of the clips, the clip of Jump Into the Fire, really cool. Mm-hmm. But other than that, wow, it's a horrible thing. So, um... You know, one-to-one, Paul was invited. Yes, he was. Didn't go. He was doing his own thing, you know. Well, it was also Alan Klein, too. Yeah, he, he, yes, the prospect of dealing with Alan Klein, Paul just said no. Plus, he was busy with Bruce McMouse. So, But interestingly enough, there were no pre-plans made, unlike with Bangladesh, 
we should add that this was a TV broadcast. One to one was shown on it was telecast on ABC TV. Later though, later, later. In, in parts, yes. yeah. But where I'm going is there was no intention of making this into an album, right? So in there, a way, there was a thought of it. Was there at yes, the time? Yes, yeah. There All was. right, so I said corrected because then yeah. that really means that's got to be a reason why no, no McCartney. Because you're right, that would have put him in direct dealings with, with Klein, Klein again. Yeah. So no. there was no there way. There was that, there was the talk, and then because Paul yeah. would have gotten on the stage and done come together with him. Why not? And, and would then, have done come together. Would have done Long Tall Sally with that band or something like that, or you know, it wouldn't have mattered. He wouldn't have even had to perform with John. Right. You know that whole one to one. You know the way we found out later on that, that some of the tapes were recorded kind of improperly. They they were able to fix them up since. Still but, not great though. It, but it's not a very good, well recorded show. Funny no, enough, no, the al- you know the, the album and the video both have gone gold. Very yes, odd. Really? Yeah. yeah, I mean you would think it's not a very good album. It's not a strong album at all. It no, wasn't, it's not. But it, but it, I think the nostalgia for John when it came out in like eighty five or six. See, yes. It came out in eighty six, but the, the the thing I remember when I didn't see when it aired in seventy two, I saw clips at the fest. And my favorite part of the whole thing is, you know, come together right now, stop the war. Yes. And yeah. in 2004, and, and the, this was kind of funny, at the Republican convention in New York City in Madison Square Garden, what song do they play as part of their you know, thing? Come Together. Not knowing that John Lennon had at one point said, come together right now, stop the war in the middle of the Iraq war. I was wow. like, that... It could have been planned. <laughs> yeah, that that irony was lost on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But well, but the show did air on ABC. And it, it aired on um, uh, King Biscuit's Flower Hour for people who did see the segments. show. Segments of it, yeah. Yeah. And it it plays okay considering there were two shows though. Yeah, mm-hmm. two we, shows. We didn't mention there were yes, two shows. Afternoon, afternoon and evening. evening. Right. And one is better than the other. Yes. The afternoon show is, as he said, welcome to the rehearsal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know they yeah. were rusty. I mean, you could tell well, he, he they, they were not a full show ever. Well, uh, and and never did after. Right, right. And but, there had been a break between the live performing guys. Let's face it: the last time they had really performed anything was back on the Cavett show in May. That's true. As a band, yeah. So as a band, when did he do Imagine at the Apollo? But even that, well, that, was, that was, acoustic, was just acoustic, that was right? Acoustic, yeah. Which is a beautiful. Uh, thing. Yeah, that's a but, gorgeous. But I think version. they had Elephant's Memory on it. They were doing a. No, it was Jerry Rubin, kind of offbeat a little bit, and John. Uh, who, uh, anyway, remember, but right, either so, way, yeah. still though, you you know, you're looking at a full show of a band. I mean, they did. They went and they rehearsed. Yeah, but it, it, but it was, it was, it was not know, tight. No, I mean, and, you could tell he's he's saying, you know, you missed the ending, and, and it, it, right, and even yeah. in the rehearsals, like there are times when you hear John kind of like doing the, yeah, don't yeah. worry, it'll all it'll all fall together. Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah. It didn't. Okay, John. So a for effort. Uh, yes, maybe a, oh, maybe absolutely. A C or a B or a C. And long and short of it, too, is that it was effective, not immediately. No. But Willowbrook did eventually close, close down. Yeah. A lot of attention was, was brought to was the brought uh, to atrocities that were going, were going on there. Yeah. And it, it led to changes in mental health laws in New York State. Yes, it did. Yeah. So, so good um, on you. Brings us into September. George is on the cover of Hit Parader. And sometime in New York City comes out in the UK. Yeah. Just on a little side there. And John and Yoko now are on the Jerry Lewis Muscular Dystrophy Telethon. Yep. Now, you know, again, here we go. You know, John's trying to, his image as a good guy. The Jerry Lewis Muscular Dystrophy Telethon uh, was very, very widely known and accepted since 1955. But, I mean, we're talking now in 1972. But it would not be the last time that he came out to do something for the children, though, too, because he does the March of Dimes thing. Years later with Harry. In, in, in 74. In 74. In Central Park, right. Yeah, Central Park. So John, John's aware. Oh, no, uh, he I mean, does more stuff, charity stuff. Yeah. But this is his yeah. first delving. He doesn't really delving. perform at that. He just, no, no, he just, he just shows, shows up, up and walks. But right. I, think it's, I think it's nice, though, too, that I don't know if the whole image-changing thing was that conscious. I don't think it was that conscious, but I think he didn't mind doing them because it oh, might yeah. have helped. Yeah. I'm not saying he looked for it. But if, but if Jerry Lewis asked... He didn't have somebody whispering in his ear. If, if anything, yeah. the only thing that a lot of those... I'm not a big fan of the yippies in general, mm-hmm. that whole... I, I'm not a fan of... And when I was young, it was like, Ruben oh, man, Jerry Rubin, they were really cool. And, and really, they Hoffman, were just a yeah. bunch of knuckleheads. But the truth is, though, too, there was a compassion issue there. And I think, I think John hooked into that. Uh, and, and 
I think he was becoming starting to become a more compassionate person in, in some ways. Well, I think he so. was almost being forced to, not by anybody, but by his own life. I mean, things yes. were happening to him. Well, that, sure, which know, then opens your eyes. And, sure and you know, and I think Kyoko somehow made him more aware of children than his own child did, which is unfortunate, well, unfortunate. for Julian well, maybe, in a way. But maybe because he saw how... Pained Yoko was. Pained Yoko was, but also maybe how the father treated Kyoko, you know, running away with her. Right. And then later yeah. he ended up stopping recording for Sean. So, right. So, right. So they're on the Muscular Dystrophy Telethon. To be give honest, peace they a were, chance and they, give peace a chance. Imagine and now or never. Yeah, with and the Yoko song and the now or never song is actually a very good. It song. is it's Jerry really Lewis on like tambourine or something. Yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. funny and and yeah. horrible copies have gone out or have been seen, but now I think there's actually better copies. Uh, yeah, that there's, have been there's better some surface surface. Yeah, yeah in, in color now, which yep, uh, which is so, frightening. Yeah, it is frightening. There's uh, that a was teaser. the one. Yeah, that was the one. Show where you never really saw no, that anything. that was the Holy then, Grail. Yeah, it was. That was so, the Holy uh, Grail. Hopefully, uh, it's mind-boggling too because you know there's a the whole segment. I mean, Jerry Lewis comes out with a horn yeah. during "Give Peace a Chance" right. and is playing with them, and he really actually. And it's you know, not mocking them. No, not mocking. He's them. having and fun because John fun. Lennon. I think it was the first time ever that a Beatle was on. Yes, you know, the Ringo telephone. was on later. And yeah. Yeah, but here's, you know, John's like trying to... The only thing that's interesting is that the audience didn't know what to do with them. even And they're an audience of young people, mostly. They're kids in the audience. They're, they're college, college students. Yeah, but they do, and they they do imagine. Really, they do imagine, and now like they dig, and then when they're doing Give Peace a Chance, John is literally like yelling at them, yeah. stand up, like yeah. get up. You right, know, we're, well, doing, we're doing Give Peace a Chance, get up! Yeah, you but, know? No, yeah. but if you remember the telethons, uh, which they just went off the air a couple of years ago. But if you remember the telethons, there was such an eclectic bunch of people on there, really good acts. Yeah. No one as big as John Lennon, though. No, that's so, true. So, you know, the audience in New York, where it was being filmed at that time, then it went to L uh, Las Vegas. But in New York, when it was there, uh, you're right. I just don't, I think the audience was in shock that John Lennon was now yeah. live in, in the studio. So Yeah, I, and I, it was kind of like... Why are we doing this reggae version of Give Peace a Chance? Like, yeah, what, and you then, know, what the hell? And don't you know? forget, Give Peace a Chance was 1969. True. Three years True. earlier. And True. and when you get to Yoko's part, Now or Never, no one knew what to do with Yoko in general. And now you've got her up there, and it was weird. And the weird thing was that what we don't know is that Dean Martin was off stage <laughs> trying to reunite. He had Paul with him, and he was trying to reunite John and Paul. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. That's for those That's of you a, who, yeah, who know your Dean and Jerry. Yeah. Uh, 1976. Sinatra, on the Sinatra, Sinatra reunited Gene. Yeah, Dean, yeah, and, Dean and, and Jerry. So that's pretty funny. Anyways. So uh, they're on the telethon. Uh, October. Here we go with George. He starts the sessions for Living in the Material World. Yes. In October. Yeah. And Ringo yeah. begins shooting what is probably his most critically acclaimed role in That'll Be the Day. Yeah. Uh, like a 1950s, almost like American Graffiti. Pretty but, much. But it would be British the British version. equivalent. They, they, that's they, a yeah, really good yeah. comparison, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. And, and it, if you haven't seen it, it's actually a really good movie. It's very good. It, it's, it's, it's underrated online, I noticed. There are some sites that will say, wow, this is really a really fine film. And others are going to go, Well, it's almost, and I'm not going to compare it to How I Won the War. That's different. But it's, oh, yeah. but it's very British. It's very British, but yes, it's, not, it it's not surreal, It's though. not surreal. Well, it's very, How I Won the War is not surreal. surreal. It's not, and also you don't get lost in the British thing about it. No, right. you don't. No. Whereas right. sometimes I can't yeah. watch How I Won the War because it's so British. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, it's very, very but British. But not uh, sort of like Quadrophenia. Yes. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely, and be the day. I mean, yeah, really very is. much so. That Teddy boy, very much so. That'd and be a what? good and, double feature. Yeah, and, and Ringo really Ringo does. Looks great. <laughs> he looks great, and he plays the part really very well. well. You know, a, oh, yeah. it, so well. But he also, you, you know, this is like his last real starring role. Yeah, after that, he doesn't do anything. Yeah, you know, he, he did Princess Daisy, which was really well. Weird. Don't go there. But he that, did Alice that, in Wonderland. Yeah, say yeah, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, and he did probably. the Ringo TV special, right? And he was in the Last Waltz for two. But that's right. That's not acting. Yeah. And Caveman. 81. Okay. okay. Caveman. Yeah. But, I remember that's Caveman. a starring vehicle that... Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. you meet your wife, your future wife. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's the only thing it was good for. No, it was fun and silly. It's a fun and silly. Yeah, Shelley Long, John Matuszak. It had a yeah. really... And Barbara Bach. Yeah, it was silly. I mean, it had a great cast. Was it? Uh, and and they got to watch the ladies the, running the, about in their loincloths. You the know, guy so. who co-wrote Jaws uh, wrote it. Yeah. Carl Scary Gabby. stuff. Really? Yeah. yeah. 
I still think the funniest part about that was they started off somewhere October 9th in some year. That's funny. Yeah, it was. A little tribute. Also, uh, importantly, in October, again, we were talking about how prolific she was. Recording begins for approximately Infinite Universe. Yeah. With John. Probably her finest album. I'd say so. Yeah, definitely. I mean, fantastic playing on that record by everybody involved. And some great John moments on that record. Really, really strong John records. Unfortunately, it doesn't get a chance because it's a Yoko Ono album. It's a Yoko Ono album. They've just come off. As a record, it's way stronger than Sometime in New York City. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, approximately infinitely. Very nice. Anyway. I have. I farted on Sometime in New York City. (laughs) Did you? It it sounded better. Also, um, we should say, Nixon gets reelected. So think about John has done stuff as an artist to help get rid of him as a president hasn't worked and it hasn't worked and but, he, well, but should, he stopped but we should also talk about what has always been we didn't bring this up at all we also should talk about what jerry rubin and what a lot of those guys had planned right right we have not mentioned the tour and and it was real i mean again we I know but we've spoken to gary von syak about it we spoke i spoke to adam Polito about it the idea of a tour was very, very, very real. It got stopped by the deportation proceedings. Correct. Yeah, he, he Period. said no, and also they, they, they had to figure out how to do it. You know, they, that would be something well, that had never really been done right, at but, that time. Interestingly yeah. enough, 16 years later in 1988, someone who comes up in John's life in sometime in New York City, 1988, Frank Zappa would stop the shows midway through while the band vamped, and you walk down from your seats at the venue, wherever you were, to go down and sign and register to vote at the table. Oh, wow. During the show. Okay. So, could that be what they had in mind to do? Is that how they were going to pull it off? Who knows? Well, but it, was the the goal, first, it was the first 18-year-old first vote. First 18-year-old vote. So, can you imagine, no pun intended, if that tour had gotten off the ground? If that tour had been allowed to happen, and he was going to cities as John Lennon with a band, maybe doing a couple of songs solo, imagine by himself on acoustic, bring out the band, do some stuff, mm. done a tour. But but I'm saying they no, had no, enough. No, no. You know they could have done I'm it. Not saying I'm not saying what effect could that have had. But I think John was afraid. On of Nixon, course he was. At, at, on Nixon, probably nothing at that point because the Democrats. You know, got screwed, and but we no one knew that at the time. Yeah, but they still couldn't have fixed. Pe- I mean, not that elections can't be fixed in the U.S. <laughs> but where I'm going is, if the 18 year old vote had turned out in the strength that it could have turned out, right? It could have changed the election, right? Also, you got to remember a week before the election, they announced basically that the war was going to end. Right. So that was part of it too. Nixon all of a sudden looks like, oh, look, we see we yeah we're ending we, the war. We, yeah, end- so there were so many yeah. different yeah. things. Victory that, with pride or yeah. whatever. But John was so afraid to get thrown out of the country. That, but that of you know, that that changed. You know, of he w- he didn't want to. First of all, he loved America. Second of all, this would be very difficult. It's a government coming after him. Right. And I think of of John Lennon's life when we've read different mm-hmm. books about him. This is the part they skip over the most because there's, you know, only like last 10 years, most of the paperwork's come out. There's only a couple of B- yes. uh, British. Yes, the Jan Wiener book was the first Yeah, one and then they put out the, the paperwork from. The, U.S. versus John Lennon. Yeah, the um, FBI stuff. I think there's only a couple of things left that hasn't been released. We may want to add a bit of um, the little adult side of this is that this also sets wheels in motion for John and Yoko's separation. Yeah, because, yes. well, because Yoko, me- you know what? Yoko mentioned it in Lennon NYC. She does. So, you know she what? Does. It's, she it's, admits it's it, out it's, there. Yeah. And we knew about it before, but the fact that she talked about it, I thought was pretty brave. And the fact that John took a woman into the bedroom with the party they were watching the returns. And you know, it was basically an nephew to Yoko. Well, uh, yeah, uh, it was. Who knows? I don't who knows know if it was nephew to Yoko. I just think he was so frustrated. I mean, he didn't take Yoko back there and do her. No, right. but, but it was. Right. It, I think what it happened was, was John. It was weird. John looked yeah. at the politics thing as something him and Yoko did, and some of you know John went along with some of it. He enjoyed, but I also think that you know Yoko was there with him, and she, he just blamed her for being there. 
And I think that was so he part took of someone else. We don't know who that person was. We know. No, we never. We never. We never heard. And and that's that's good. Yeah. No, I don't want to. I'm just yeah, saying. But I'm no, surprised she hasn't you know written, written an article. I had sex with John book. Lennon on on election day, 1972. Yeah. But it's it's a it's a sad. Yeah. It was a very 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 sad, very strange turn of events. Yeah, but that was the but that led to that led to Yoko. She could essentially have it the erection of Nixon. Nice. Oh. Uh, but but. Wow. Uh, Food in my own <laughs> studio, but um, it was a pet show. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> it certainly it, was. But did, did you expect any better? True, uh, I've no, heard good yeah. ones. Oh, okay. That's true, but uh, but no, I mean, it, really. it was really the uh, that was the beginning of beginning the beginning of the yeah. sort of the end. yeah when when Yoko just kind of went whoa wait a minute what is what's Bye-bye. going on, uh, and it was right around the end of the recording sessions for approximately infinite. So right. it, it worked out, and and she must have and realized think about that it, John didn't have a lot of <laughs> stuff to write about. Uh, he was pulling stuff from mind games from other things. And stuff. Yeah. So yeah. mind games has turned into a better album over the years, but at the time it was not considered the great comeback album. Right. I always thought right. that song when I first heard it on the radio was just a little too long. Yes, mind by a little games? bit. Just a little oh, bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but go listen to our show about that album. We talk about that. I know. I, know. <laughs> I never listen to any of our shows. You're an idiot. Go listen to my my statement about what I just said. Put that on repeat. All right. No. So uh, in October, also still two, also still two. Wow. McCartney and Wings are in London now recording, uh, as opposed to doing stuff in New York or anywhere else. So now in London. Apparently. But then nothing really happens till December. Nothing till December, but interestingly, they do go in in November to record the promo films for the yeah. two upcoming singles. Well, the, the upcoming A and B side, yeah. So let's let's get to that single. I guess that's yeah, well, right? Because well, that's time the next. Out. I, I have December as as Ringo Born to Boogie. Yes, uh, December Born to Boogie comes out. Ringo makes an appearance on the BBC children's TV show Magpie, which yeah, is a live cool. children's show. To promote Born to Boogie. Can <laughs> <laughs> you imagine that? I mean, really? Why not? Hi, kitties. People, think about it. Wonderama was a kiddie show here in New of York. Of course. And, and people used to come on that to promote their movies. And Mark would have a children's show right. in like a year. The, the Mark show, M-A-R-C, was was like a kid show, really. It was like freaking Sid and Marty Croft. Really. So, yeah, well, think about so, it. You know, that was a little... Wonderama would have you know, an actress yeah, or an actor. Roger Daltrey and yeah, Paul McCartney sure. made an appearance on Lidsville. <laughs> <laughs> or on any of those shows. Paul Sorry. McCartney on any Sid and H- Marty Croft. HR Puffin stuff. Would have been perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it be hot crap if, yeah. if he pulls off his head and it's Paul McCartney in there? Hey, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> it's Paul. Look, look, who's, look who's under the mask, Jimmy. <laughs> it's Paul here. Oh, my God. What's he going to save me? Makes a lot more he's sense. He's going to smoke me. Oh, he's going to smoke me. There's one little thing that we totally forgot. Why? Also, toward the end of the year... Um, the Longest Cocktail Party book comes By out. By Richard DeLello. Richard DeLello. Right, right. A very important book. So, yes. Absolutely. So anyway. Uh, now, Paul, we talked about the beginning of the year where Give Ireland Back to the Irish, a sort of political misstep by Paul. Then he puts out the nursery rhyme. And now everybody's thinking, where is Paul McCartney and Wings going? But then Go Paul now comes out with a song, uh, oddly enough, gets banned again, <laughs> or gets banned. But, Not for the reason you would expect. Exactly. Which is so ridiculous. But well, it's a Paul drug song. Out, I mean, uh, Paul puts that's out, not why it gets banned. It, right. He puts out high, high, high. Now, it's a great little rocker. And I think you in bet. terms of music quality, now the press is going, okay, maybe this is the direction he's going. And honestly, he does go in that direction. Well... The next thing was what, My Love? My Love. That's exactly yeah. what I said earlier. But I was My Love is a quality are, pop song. It's a quality it's pop song. It's not Mary but, Had a Little Lamb. No, but it's still going from junk a junk a junk to, yeah, to, to okay. orchestration. That's you know? okay. You know what? That's what people expected from Paul McCartney. I s- Come on. Yeah, I suppose. No, oh, you're please. right. I mean, you're My right. Love is one of the best ballads ever written. Absolutely. So, I, I will so he, totally give you so that. So he comes out with High, High, High. And, and yeah, we know what it's about, about, about. But it's, Say, it's, it's about saying hi to your friend. Hello, hello. 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 It's spelled H I H I H I. But and also the the single again doesn't have apples on it. You know, like normal. That's right. Every one of Paul's That's singles right. has a custom label. Including my love has custom, custom label. label. Do you know why? Because at that time, Apple to him, 
I would imagine that Apple was, was a representing was a Klein thing. And and so now he F puts Apple. out right now he puts out these orange labels with right. just wings. Give Ireland back to the Irish. It, had it these. says Apple on it, but it's yes, not the well, it has Apple to say logo Apple on it because yeah. it's being distributed by right. Apple. But it still it doesn't have the Apple label. Right, it's got right, right. custom labels. Right. Uh, the the shamrocks on Give Island Back to the Irish. Uh, Mary had a little lamb. Did not have it. Had a picture. No, it had on a picture it. of Mary and the lamb. Yeah, right. Yeah, it did not have the apple. So yeah. he was basically saying "f you," and well, I think Bend on the Run started using the apple again. Bend on the Run, Bend the on the Run did. did. Yeah, yeah, the album. Live and Let Die actually yeah. started with right, it. Right, right. But but now he puts out high, high, high at the end of the year, and you know this is now the direction that maybe people wanted him to go. Maybe not this song, but this type of song. Now let's go into the stupidity and inanity and weird assness of why it got banned. I mean, really, like to this day, when well, you tell play people it, why it got well, because it it is assumed in in one of the verses that Paul says, "I want you to lie on the bed." And get you ready for my body gun. And he does. And he, of course he does. And, what you, and for those of you who don't know what a body gun is, uh, we're not going to tell you. Yeah, just talk <laughs> talk to your mommy and daddy. Yeah. Go, go ask mommy your or daddy mommy. what yeah. it's about. Daddy. Daddy. Sorry, the monkey song. Anyway, and if you need to, we'll send you a book with pictures and stuff. But, no, we um, will not. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I'm not sending a book with pictures. <laughs> anyway. They get their own pictures. <laughs> oh, you know what? Go look at the new Virgins album. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Next, you'll say, why don't you listen to the new two versions? <laughs> and look at Ram to see what the two Beatles are doing to each other. There you go. The nice Beatles. The that, nice Beatles. That I can understand. But, but anyway, so of all things, it gets banned for its sexual references, not for the fact that the freaking song is it's called High, reference. High, High. We're going to get High, 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 <laughs> till the, you know, because the night is young. Or whatever. Right. I mean, whatever it is. Wow. The in the midnight sun. So, they, I mean. What is the midnight sun? No, Midnight Sun is isn't there a part of the world where the sun we're going to get high? Where's the Midnight Sun? The is mi- that in, in the midday sun? In the midday sun. Oh, yes, I'm thinking that's, midnight. Yeah. Sorry. Well, now no, I know okay. where the midday in the sun midday is. Sun, yes, Sorry, that's a little yeah. clearer. Well, yeah. little midnight. Yeah. but that would be Paul. That would be Paul. Yeah, sure. The midnight sun. Anyway, but, um, but, but I think there is a place that has the sun at midnight. There's a place. Yeah, well, there is at midnight. Now the sun is up somewhere else. Anyway, <laughs> where we are, the sun is up. The sky the is sun blue. Is up, it's beautiful, beautiful. and so, so are you, anyway. dear Robert. Dear, dear Robert, I'm start singing the midnight special. <laughs> anyway, midnight special. So, um, <laughs> wow, singing, dear Prudence. But seriously, though, back to the yeah. back to the body gun. Um, <laughs> please don't. Paul started denying it like immediately. Oh, immediately, and, and why, whenever he sings it live, it's polygon. Why not gonna, just be hip? And, say, and yeah, just say, yeah, you know, I did a new pop song about me dick. You know, like, <laughs> why, like why not just, why not It's about just, drugs and me dick. Yeah, it's about, you know, it's about getting high and, and then and me dick. Me dick. <laughs> you know, didn't he have another song about his dick? <laughs> I think it's my dick. <laughs> my, my, my dick does, does it good. good. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> wow. Now it's everything. <laughs> but seriously, Big born dick. Wow, that's... <laughs> Come on. Oh, wow. Every album now. Every album now. I am your dick. <laughs> Band on the dick. <laughs> or dick on the run. <laughs> dick on the run. Very nice. Wow. <laughs> We're talking about Richard, kids. We're talking about Richard. Dude, okay. Everybody's adult. Everybody's Come adult. on, let's dick, do Richard. Dick, 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 dick. dick. <laughs> Wow. Oh, come on. No, now, but, everybody's going to be thinking about that when they hear. They're going to send us their own we versions. ruined the song. No, but seriously, though, why did he, you know, if he was going for, if he was going for hip points, okay. Close to the hip. And you close to the hip, somewhere in the vicinity <laughs> in, of the in hip. In the pelvic region. In the pelvic region. But if he was going for, I'm going to be hip points. You know and he's why, writing though? a song called Hi, Hi, Hi. No, no, no. Why not just be like, yeah, you know, get ready for my body gun. What do you think? We're going to we're gonna go. We're going to smoke a little grass. We're going to listen to some music, and then we're going to stop. You know? Stop? Paul McCartney says stop? Well, he married Linda, and then he married yeah, Nancy. he married so. Nancy, so he's got, yeah, he's well, got he a little. married Linda, too, by the way. Yeah, he's got a, a little stop. A little stop in him. Uh, No, but uh, you know what? At that point, he was banned from Give Island Back to the Irish. He was criticized highly for putting out a nursery rhyme. He's not going to tell people it's about stooping and drugs. Come on. I mean, he's not. Now, it got banned. That's true. He's not. So, unfortunately, it got banned. 
But it still did pretty well in the charts, though. It did. Um, you know, the, I the remember chart, hearing man. that on the radio. I don't. I do Peaked remember number hearing 10. that on the radio. It did? Yeah. In the States? Did it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now it, I, but did it get banned on U.S. radio, Rob? Or only U.K. radio? Um, I want to say U.K., but... I want to say U.K. also. I somehow to, don't it think... It uh, according to Spires' book, it's uh, just the BBC, really. I don't think it got banned, but I don't think it played well here. What was the B-side of it? Seamoon. Seamoon, which it's was like, a double oh, A. Oh, I hate it. Too. No, I don't like that song. Not my favorite. Really? Seamoon's always had a... I never knew what L7 was. Not that I wanted to hear it live on, on tour, but I've always had a, a thing for Seamoon. You know I've what? always liked it, too. I've always thought Paul that was... It's too long again. It is too long. It's definitely too long. But, but yes, it was only banned in the UK. Well, you it was, know what, it was banned though? by the BBC. But I don't remember hearing it. I do remember when it was on Wings Greatest. Sure. Um, and Absolutely. then, it, to me, that song took hold and took a life of its own. When it was the on the version that I fell in love with, absolutely fell in love with of that Wings was on a, was on a bootleg EP called Nashville Diaries. Oh yeah, that had a hot smoking version of it yeah. from One Hand Clapping. Yeah, and that's what I remember about that. Song. You know, it actually was a good direction for him to go in. I mean, not the banning part, but that was the BBC. I mean, they banned everything. Yeah. They banned the day in the life. They banned, you know, come on. Right. But, you know, it was Actually, it really, it's kind of like a kind of good street cred you know, that you would want, you know, yeah, nowadays, people, get banned. nowadays yeah. people want to get banned. Well, un- I mean, unfortunately, like the tour, when he said the publicity for the marijuana possession will do the tour good. Right. I- I'm not so sure that. Being banned in, in the UK is going to help it. In the well, US. I guess that's a really good point because being banned on the radio in the UK, you only had one station or whatever it was. So right. it's not. Then, then again, it's a different outlook on right. the radio there. You know? Right. But you know what? Right. I, I don't Over remember here, it FM being a big. Yeah. Even though I know it went to number 10 in the US, I'm not so sure I remember hearing it until later on. Even though I was 10, I, I don't remember really hearing it that much. Uh, I remember hearing Uncle Albert and Admiral Halsey constantly, all the, all the time, constantly. And I remember and hearing my love. My love was all over the place, and so was, to be fair, Instant Karma, all over the oh, place. Oh, absolutely. And the My Sweet Words and stuff. But, but you know, for a song that went to number ten, I don't think it's I don't a week. Remember, it was probably a week ten. Yeah, I don't remember hearing it as much. Yeah, but, but still, a different direction at the end of 1972, which we're coming to, <clears throat> for a good direction for Paul to go in. I agree. Uh, yeah. as, as a band. I think yeah. things themselves must have been like, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we start rocking. Rock. And then, you know, then it gets to what well, Wings did become, which really was the Red Rose Speedway. Yes. Which was the high of that of that version, that of, version of Wings. Yes. Yes. They hit the high on, on they hit the high, high, Red Rose high. Speedway. They hit the high, high, high. But also, you know, one more thing. Paul didn't have a, an album one of the few years ever. Right. I mean, except for point. the last few years. He did it's not have point. an album but in 72. He, yeah, 72. The only one to have an album was John. Yeah. Right. As we've gone through it. Just and, sometime in yeah, the Yeah, George didn't have an album. Well, George had the concert for Bangladesh at the beginning of the year, but yeah, he didn't but, have a solo album. Right, and, and neither did Ringo, so it's, yeah, it's kind of uh, interesting. Well, the they, next year. They all had other things going on. Well, but, the next year, everybody has one. Right, right. Yes. Every, I mean, that, we've yeah. done 73, yeah. so go listen to 1973 after yeah, you hear this, yeah. and yeah. it'll be a nice follow-up. So, yeah. so, Thanks for a good double album. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. yeah it does. <laughs> <laughs> And and we're the live jam. <laughs> so are we gonna rate this year? No, I'm, ki- I'm kidding. <laughs> I rated a ten. How do you I'm rate kidding. it a ten? <laughs> so uh, we hope you've enjoyed this uh, two-part show on 1972. It was a really weird. Well, one more thing. Yes, um, Columbo. <laughs> um, I don't know if it was in London only, but the Imagine film premiered in London. Oh yeah, that's as right. As a preview screening. At that's right. Soho in London in December, and that's something that. You know, it was released on VHS, and we haven't seen it since. And also, there was Yoko stuff that she took out when she put it on VHS. Yes. For, you know, yeah. Which she's done it on several occasions with yes. her work with John. Okay. Anything yeah. else? No, um, but that was a good Yeah, no, it's a good addition. No, no, yeah. and, and one more thing yeah. about... Uh, well, hold on. Just one more thing about Live in New York City. Oh. Jack Douglas has said in different places that he has remixed the album. Yeah, but that's, he said that for about two years. Right, right. But we're, we're Where waiting, is it? I don't know, but we're waiting for it. So. Well, we've got to get permissions probably. Well, from... that's, I'm sure that's part of it. But because, I, I, I mean, is know, there... The, the, the question is, do, do they put out both uh, was that a Was that a, um, was that a Joko film? I don't know. Because Joko, sure. f- that did dissolve, though. That did dissolve along the way. So well, Yeah, but I, it might have still been active because the... Yeah. I mean, it came out on VHS and Laserdisc. Yeah, I think so. that was still a Joko film, though, at that point. It might maybe. Have been, I don't know. 
So who knows? Who knows what the rights scenario is with that? Because ABC I, probably owns a piece of it. And no, they, they just... Uh, they so, don't. No. Okay. Yeah, okay. They just... John and Yoko own it. The, okay. the question would be, does Elephant's memory get a kick? You know, remember they were suing... They know, did a lot. sue and they did get money. Yeah, yeah, there was a settlement out of court. Right. And, you know, there was an issue, too, with uh, Ippolito because... There's shots of Yoko playing keyboards. Yeah. That he claims otherwise. He claims, yeah. And, and that, you he know, He claims yeah. that hers was off. Yeah. Yeah. So, whatever. Yeah. But that's water under the bridge, so to speak. Yeah. So, and also, the Elephant's Memory album has yet to come out. Produced by John and Yoko. Produced John, John Yoko. plays virtually on every track doing yep. something. It's a lost album because, I mean, it's part of the John and Yoko canon or the John yeah, Lennon. Yeah. And, and recording begins in earnest in that in 72 also. Right, right. Yeah, that, we we left that out. That's right. That's very, very important. Yeah, yeah that was a thank you to them for working with Yeah, them. John producing the album and uh, there was a single from it, Liberation Special. and, and Chuck uh, and Bo is my favorite song on the album. Which one? Chuck and Bo. Yeah. There's some, very, there's some really good tracks on that record. That's like, yeah, until he then kicked him to the curb. Well, yeah. I can understand that. He didn't need him anymore. He wasn't I, I, I don't know if it's that he necessarily kicked him to the curb, because no, I've never heard any of them sound really embittered. We've spoken to a couple of them, uh, the guys in the band, and I've never heard anybody really sound that, that bitter. Mm. I think it just it was something that just, I think, ran its natural yeah, course. It okay. yeah. so. All right, so like running its natural course is this show. Yeah, April and May of 1972, they yeah. recorded the... the yeah, it's not much. It's not, record. it's not much production on it, but it's no. Well, that's it's very problem, raw. Yeah. Yeah. But we we did leave it out. It's right in the middle yeah. of the year. So you know what? Everybody, add that into the first half of the yeah, show. Don't listen to it now. Don't listen to it. Don't listen to us saying it now. Just, just cut it out and put it back in the first half. Yeah, of the we're, show. we're not right. Uh, anyway, so for nineteen seventy two, I feel like keep your hey reaching for the stars and your hand right, in your nice. pants and where are we? <laughs> wow. what, what, what did he say? Your hands on your body gun and your. Yeah. <laughs> what did he say, Casey Kasem? Keep your keep your. Your, no, your head in the, the clouds, reaching your, for the stars. Keep your head up your ass. Keep your hands your, to yourself. Know, keep your hands on the wheel. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> keep your eyes on the road and hands upon the wheel. All right, on that note, uh, sour note, I am going to um, say this has been Mitch Axelrod, your moderator for 1972, both parts. Joining me as I wish they weren't at the moment after hearing that rendition. If we weren't here, I was ready to yes. show them the doors. Right. Um, oh, yeah. our, uh, if we we weren't here, you'd be upset. I I'm would Rob be Leonard. upset, and I would. I it would be one is no, the loneliest number. Yeah. Uh, Rob Leonard. Rob and Leonard. Me. Tony Chiguardo. And we will see you. Uh, well, very much after 1972. Have a great day. Fab Four Free for All was edited and produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All.